So today is my final message in the series that we've been talking about, the promised Holy Spirit. The promised Holy Spirit. If you haven't heard these messages, as you know, you can download our app and go and listen to those messages. They're free. They don't cost you anything. They're there for you. I encourage you to do that. Um, you don't get everything when you hear it for the first time. And, and you remember, what really matters when something is preached is what you do with it. Because then the person of the Holy Spirit can reveal to you what He wants you to know about the things that you hear. You know, that way, we're not just, you're not just coming in here, hearing what I say, and then you don't do anything with it until next week, and you come back and just listen to what I say. What I say is coming from God, or I wouldn't preach it today. It's what I believe God wants me to say, but I'm not the true teacher. Holy Spirit is. And this promised Holy Spirit's job is to reveal all truth. That's what He said. Jesus said that the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, which is a person, would come and reveal all truth to us. And that's what we need is the Holy Spirit revealing truth. Amen. And so today, um, as, I'm, as I'm ending this series, <clears throat> um, I'm going to read several of the, just the foundational scriptures that we've talked about. But I want to say a couple things about what I feel like we all have to know in seeing how serious it is to know the Holy Spirit. Not just to know that the Holy Spirit is real, you need to know that, but you need to know God the Father through the person of the Holy Spirit. So there's an interaction, there's a connection that God wants you and I to have with the person of the Holy Spirit. When you got born again, your human spirit became one with the Holy Spirit. I didn't make that up. He said that. And when my human spirit and the Holy Spirit became one, that there, there is a connection, a power that's there like no other. But if, but if I get born again and all I ever do is just gain knowledge of truth and never do anything with that, never allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me, it doesn't benefit me in this, in this life. It doesn't give me the ability and the power to overcome obstacles and situations that I face day to day. Knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit, to me, means that you will never be let down, like the song we were singing today. I'm going to say it again. To know the person of the Holy Spirit means you will never be let down. Ever. The potential to be let down is always there. But He will make sure you are never let down. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never pull back from you. People that don't know God by the Holy Spirit, they pull back from God. He will never pull back from us. But He will never force Himself on you and I. It's something that we have to pursue. I draw near to God. I take a step toward God. God takes a step toward me in the developing of relationships. It's one thing to be born again to know who God is, but it's another thing to have a relationship with Him. And that's what the person of the Holy Spirit was sent here to do and help us to accomplish. I'll just say this also, something else that I wrote down. You'll never see yourself as God sees you 
without the witness of the Holy Spirit. You can live your whole life. A person can be born again, live their whole life, and never see themselves the way God sees them without the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the day you got born again, your spirit man was born again, but I promise you, your thinking was not saved. Your thinking is being saved every day. It's being saved every day. Your soul is being saved. Your mind, will, and emotions are being saved every single day. So you can live your life. You can get born again. A person can receive Jesus as their Savior. And before you got born again, you came into born again believing you were a loser. You can get born again and live the rest of your life in a loser mentality if you don't develop a relationship with God through the person of the Holy Spirit, Him allowing you to know who you are in Him. Not just who He is in you, but who you are in Him. I'm going to say it to you again. You will never see yourself the way God sees you without the witness of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. Never. It doesn't work that way. Never. You won't just get over it. You won't just get over things in life. John 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Or the, I'm reading out of the New King James, and it says helper. Actually, that's the true definition of the word comforter is helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He helps you and I to know who we are, how God created us, why he put us here, the purpose and the vision and the destiny that you and I have. Listen, the Bible says that before the foundation of the world, before Adam and Eve, God had a plan for you and my life. Before Adam and Eve, he had a plan for your life. Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. And you know what's interesting about the word another? And in that passage, Jesus was the first helper. He was helping everybody everywhere he went. But I'm going to give you another helper that will help everybody all the time if they'll accept it and receive it. And in essence, what he was saying is, this other helper will do and give you the same exact things that I've given you. Because he'll act like me, he'll talk like me, he'll do just like me. But the difference is, and he's saying this to his disciples, the difference is, you can see me, but he's invisible. He's invisible. So you're going to have to believe that He, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit that was in me, that made the difference in me, that caused me to be who I was, see, because He was, he was yes, He was the Son of God, He was the living Word, but He came to the earth to become the Son of Man. So he had to live, operate, and do exactly like we did so he could be the perfect example that you and I could follow after and realize we never have to be alone in this life. 
I can know who I am. I can know what I was called to do. I can know what I was put here on the planet to do if I learn how to follow and pay attention to the witness of the person of the Holy Spirit, his voice. And his voice is not a demanding voice. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but he said, you're going to know him by the still small voice. That's what he said. I didn't say that. That's what he said. You'll know him by the still small voice, by the witness on the inside of you. He said, I'll give you another helper that he may abide with you. How, how much? Forever. <laughs> this is a forever thing. Hmm? And it's not, it's not like, yeah, I wouldn't say that. Anyway, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. This is on the other side of the cross. We know today, now he's in us. This is written on the other side of the cross. He said, he'll be with you and we'll live in you. And now today, everybody say, thank God the Holy Spirit's in me. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen? Holy Spirit dwells with us. He said, I'll not leave you as orphans. In other words, I'll not leave you parentless. No matter what your natural circumstances are, he'll never leave you parentless, ever. But you have to know him by the person of the Holy Spirit. I'll not leave you orphans, I will come to you. But he is, the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus, the same kind. That helper, that second helper is just like Jesus. He was the first helper. You know, sometimes people make these statements that you, that, you know, how, how wonderful would it have been to walk with Jesus, to talk with Jesus, to live with Jesus, to live, live when Jesus lived, thinking backwards, but we can. And we do if we allow the, whole, the helper, the Holy Spirit, to be that second helper that is helping us in our lives. In other words, we can talk to him, we can walk with him, we can experience him, we can be on the receiving end of all that he has. Oh, how, how wonderful would it be to be living and walking in the days of Jesus and experience the miracles? We can. Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. He said, the works that I did, you'll do, and even greater works. The works that I did, you'll do, and even greater works. That's because of what? Because of this Holy Spirit that was sent to, and to live on the inside of us. <clears throat> you know what I've noticed? I've noticed this. And I'm saying this because you, you and I need to embrace the fact that we have to have, not we need, we have to have a relationship with God. And, and, and the part of God that causes the relationship with me and the Father to be real is that person of the Holy Spirit. Many times when, because, because I know in the early years of my salvation I was this way, many times people that say that they they know so much about the Word 
I question it because when people are talking about how much they know of the Word, I question it today because I can't say that. Because the closer I get to God, the more I realize how much I don't know. The closer I get to Him, the more intimate of a relationship with I have, that I have with Him, I realize, man, I don't know anything. I mean, I don't know anything like I need to know it. But it's not, a, it's not an attitude like I don't know anything like I'm stupid. I don't know anything because I want to know so much more. I, I, I want to be able to dig out of what God wants me to see and know about me and, and my life and my relationship. He wants me, He wants me to grow to levels that in the natural people think you can't grow to. But not to be something, but because of my relationship with Him. The more I know, <laughs> the more I realize I don't know Jack. And that's what keeps you humble. That's what keeps you connected to God. You, 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 you understand. I mean, the Bible says that God will you know, certain things that God's already set up will take you out if you choose not to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. But God is not in the business of humbling you and I. You know why? It won't work. If it doesn't come from me choosing to humble myself under His mighty hand, it won't last. That's why God's so merciful and so patient with it. That's why things in so many people's lives take so long. There's so many things in the natural you could make happen. And people do, they make things happen, but just making something happen is not enough. I want things to happen because I have a relationship with God and I'm doing what He said. And when you do what He said, then what manifests is what He wants manifested. And I can know what that is through His Word. This other passage in John 16 and verse 12 says, I have much more to say to you. Remember, Jesus is saying this to his disciples. More than you can now bear. Why? Because they didn't have the Holy Spirit like they would have the Holy Spirit after the day of Pentecost. He said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when He, the Spirit of truth comes, watch this, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, He will speak only what He hears. Doesn't that sound just exactly like what Jesus said? He said, I didn't come to the earth to do my will, Jesus said this. I came here to do the will of my Father. I only do what I hear and I see from my Father. So Jesus says that this, this other helper, this second helper, is going to come, and he's just like me. He's going to do everything just exactly like I did, and he's not going to speak on his own initiative. He's going to only speak what he hears from the Father. We have the person of Jesus with us, around us, inside of us, 
we have the person of Jesus as present with us today as the early disciples had with him walking with them on the earth. The only difference is that he's invisible. I mean, unless he, mani- he can do whatever he wants to do, unless he manifests himself, but for the most part, he's invisible. And it's now based on the truth of the word, not just the truth, not just the knowledge, but the revelation that comes to us from the Holy Spirit. That's why this promised Holy Spirit is not just something that in your life that needs to be something that's promised down the road. We need to receive the promise and apply the promise today because it works for us. It'll work for anybody that puts it to work. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the, the, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Man, what an amazing God that we serve. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so I just want to real quickly, and I mean there is there's probably maybe 50 more verses of Scripture than these these five that I'm going to give you right now. But after the day of Pentecost, and the early disciples received what had been promised, they began to operate in the earth like Jesus did. They began to operate and see miracles and manifestations like the miracles and manifestations that were in Jesus' day. But the reason that they did is because of what I want to just show you in about five verses of Scripture, Acts 8 and 29. Acts 8 and 29. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. There's a whole story there, but we're not talking about that. But the Spirit said to Philip, Acts 10 and verse 19, while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, to Peter, behold, three men are seeking you. Whole story there, but we're not talking about the story. I want to focus in on the fact that the Spirit spoke to Peter. Jesus said, I only do those things that I hear from my Father. So Father spoke to Jesus And now, after the day of Pentecost, when what Jesus said was promised, that he said, now I'm I'm leaving you this helper, and he'll, he'll be with you, but he'll live in you. Now, after the day of Pentecost, Spirit of God now once again was living inside of mankind, where the state that Adam and Eve were in, in the garden before they sinned. Now, what had been brought back to mankind, they were beginning to experience. Acts chapter 11 and verse 28. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit, showed by the Spirit that there was going to be great famine throughout the world. He showed by the Spirit. So here in these, the Spirit said certain things were shown to a person by the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. 
As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work uh, uh, to which I've called them. Huge story there. That's not what we're talking about. The Holy Spirit said, and then they did. Holy Spirit said to Jesus, and Jesus did, and everything worked the way it was supposed to work. These, These early disciples baptized with the same spirit that, was, that Jesus was baptized with. When he was baptized in the river Jordan, he came up out of the water and the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Spirit of the Lord rested upon him and, and filled him and that's when his earthly ministry started. He became this perfect example for you and I to follow after in his footsteps. What's the key to Jesus' ministry and the key to these men's lives? One thing, the Spirit said. And when the Spirit speaks, you and I have to know how to hear. We have to know how to yield. We have to know how to give in and move towards what He is saying, not just what our unrenewed mind says about things. Because there's things that your mind will tell you based on what you see and what you hear and the way you feel that will deceive you. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is what? Destruction. Because we don't want to live based on what seems right. I want to live on, and the Holy Spirit says. In Acts chapter uh, chapter 16, now when they had gone through Pergia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Holy Spirit came and said, don't preach the word here. Wow. Sorry, there were six. One more. Acts 17 and verse 16. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Spirit of God provoked him, said to him, I don't like this. This is not of me. This is not what I want to see happen. And there's a whole story there about how Paul made changes and made a difference and people's lives got turned around. Not everybody, but certain people's lives got turned around and changed because of what the Holy Spirit said. In every one of those, and I say, I say there's at least 50 more where the Spirit said people's lives were changed, turned around, turned upside down. The world was turned upside down by the early apostles and those, the Apostle Paul and different ones, that not only had walked with Jesus, the Apostle Paul hadn't walked with Jesus, but who had been baptized with the Spirit, they turned the world upside down in those early years of the church. If you and I believe, just based on those few verses of Scripture, and I'm telling you there's many, 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 many more, that the key to their success was a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, learning how to yield and be drawn toward what he is saying. If that's the truth, then what these guys did here, what we see here that happened in Scripture here, is what God wants to happen in us today. He continually wants you and I to know how to hear the voice of God, how to submit to the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit, and and as we're developing that, get so good in our relationship with God at knowing what He wants versus what other things seem to be. God doesn't want you and I living our lives 
just on based on what seems to be right. We can live our lives doing exactly what's right. Amen? We never have to be on our own and be alone in our lives. We never have to live our life just getting by. We can be overcoming in every situation in life because of the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you, developing a relationship with God like that takes time. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes you desiring to know Him in a greater way. And and that's why I'm giving you so much Scripture about it because if it happened there and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then it'll happen right now if we allow it to. There was a passion in the early disciples that where they tarried for the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus said. He said he's, he told them to tarry, and they did, and they received it. And you and I have to be passionate in our walk with God to say, you know what? This doesn't make sense to my mind. I hear what pastor's saying. I hear some of the things that he's teaching on about this. It really doesn't make sense. No, it won't make sense. It's not going to make sense. Doesn't make sense to learn to listen to a voice that you can't hear with these ears. That doesn't make sense. No, we do it because it says it. In 1 Corinthians 2, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna tie this together and end this here out of 1 Corinthians 2. All those scriptures that I just read out of the book of Acts. The more I read those stories out of the book of Acts, I I know that the Holy Spirit was real to them. All I'm saying to you today, he has to be real to us. We can't just live off the fact that he was real to Peter. He was real to Paul. He was real to Barnabas. He was real to these different people. No, we've got to know that he's real to us. Can you say amen? 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. But as it is written... As it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God. I always, always like, <laughs> I always like but God. Woo! I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't but God. Amen? I'm telling you, wouldn't be here today. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. But God has revealed things that eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, things in the natural that look impossible. There's a way that seems right to a man that's destruction, but God's made a way for you and I, even when it seems like there's no way. The way's already been made. He's already paved the way. We just have to tap into what that is. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man all the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For what, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. And where is the Spirit of God? In me. So I can know the things of God. I mean, if I've heard this once in the church world through the years, I can't tell you how many times I've heard. You just never know what God's going to think. No. You can know whatever God will reveal to you. And when you pursue Him through His Word, He'll show you things that maybe He won't show other people. Hmm? 
He'll show you things that maybe He won't reveal to other people in certain situations. He said, Now we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God. Spirit of the world says one thing and gets us to see things based on what we see and how we hear and how we feel. Spirit of the world does. But we've, we've not received that Spirit. We've received the Spirit that is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That's my prayer for you every day. My prayer for you every day is that you are knowing on a daily basis the things that God has freely given you. And how? Because they're being revealed to you by the, by the person of the Holy Spirit because you're putting out an effort to develop that relationship with God through that person of the Holy Spirit. And as we do that and we accomplish it, I just wrote this down. You have the knowledge of the Word, and from the knowledge of the Word, you have the knowing of the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to have the knowledge of the Word. You have to have the knowing of the knowledge from the Holy Spirit. It's like, I'm saying something to you today, and, and I mean, I promise you this happens every single time because every time I hear the Word preached, every time I hear somebody preaching the Word, I always take notes, always write things down or in my Bible or maybe in my phone or whatever I'm doing. And every time I go back over what I heard preached, 10 times out of 10, God, by the Holy Spirit, will reveal something to me that I didn't hear in the message. But I wouldn't have had that opportunity to do that if I hadn't heard the message. So you need to hear the message because the Bible says so. But then you got to spend time with God through the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what He wants you to know. That's why when a word is preached from the Bible and you use Scripture, it can minister to every single person. That's the beauty and the power of the Word of God when we have the Holy Spirit working on our behalf and revealing things to us on a day-to-day -day basis.